is going on, everybody? You are listening to Walking in Faith. I hope you have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to this episode. What is going on, everybody? I hope you had a blessed day today. If you're listening to this in the morning, I hope that your day is going to be joyful, and it's just going to be pure and full of uh, greatness. And then if you're listening to this tonight at nighttime, Let's pray that, and not pray, but I hope you had an amazing day, like truly, but I hope you're doing good. I hope your family's doing good. Don't forget to say that you love your family and your loved ones, and just thank God for another day because I think we take that for granted that God gives us another day to succeed and as well to move in this presence because God has given us more time to, or how do I say this? He's given us time to worship him, but not only that, he's not done with you yet. So let's get into this. Today, in this episode, I think this is probably one of the deepest ones we're going to get into. I know there's going to be a lot of deep ones, but man, this is one that's been on my heart lately. Um, After the episode on Tuesday, I went into a prayer and I was just asking God, like, man, um, I just don't know what you want me to speak about, Father. I know there's a lot of questions that are being asked right now, but I want to, besides the questions, I want to know what you want to speak about. And he pointed something to me that has been common in my life but also common in everybody's life and i'm pretty sure you know what it is but we're gonna be talking about temptation and lust yeah we're gonna have to know how to stay pure and just know that temptation and lust is just it's wicked um like it might this might be a very emotional i say emotional episode but it could be emotional just depends on the route that god takes it because it's um things that I've walked through in my life and have seen others, but at the same time, how it played out in my life. And I'll give plenty of examples of what happened, but my take on temptation lust, like I said, it's wicked. Temptation, you know, it's going to come because it's just the flesh and that's what the enemy trying to, like I said, tempt you into falling back into your own desires and going back down the path that you used to be on. And lust, man, lust is like the biggest thing that I feel that this generation and the young ones struggle with the most because regardless of even if you try to do better, the lust of wanting something and lust could be anything. Let me get that right. Lust does not have just to be for somebody's body appearance. It could be literally for anything like your phone, food, um, just anything like you're lusting over social media that you need it. You need to be on it. And it's just all this other stuff, you know, and it goes deep with it because the category is so big with lust and temptation. And there's a, a lot of things like I want to speak upon, like personally, man, uh, how do I say this? Because this is going to be very vulnerable as we're a place for not only for me to open up, for you guys to understand that, yes, there's somebody who's just like you that had these problems. And there's people out in the world that have these problems. So a little background story of me. So you guys know my testimony or most of it, but, um, Let's go. We're going <laughs> to, I'm kind of just, I know my heart's pounding because I'm nervous to say this, but I'm going to say it. But um, I was exposed to pornography at six years old. Yeah, six years old. Um, I remember where I used to stay at night at my grandma's and there used to be a, um, what is it? My grandpa's brother that used to live there. And this is when I was younger. So, you know, they were still like, they're old, but not that old. They're like in their late forties, early fifties, but um, they were, he had, a connection, a connection, a collection of pornography, like 
movies and like magazines and everything and they used to stash it into this uh this drawer or this cabinet in the room that used to be in there but that used to be my uncle's room so i was like allowed to go in there with him and just kick it in there but i didn't know what they had underneath and so i remember one day i was just exploring the room uh you know as a battle to kick <laughs> i was like exploring and i wouldn't i shouldn't have been in that room by myself um but i remember they're like you know don't open this don't open this cabinet and i'm like okay and i never knew why and one day when i was you know not being watched i don't and i'm not blaming anybody for not watching me but you know i went into the room and opened up the cabinet and it was just straight nudity um perverted stuff and that's when the spirit of perversion and lust came upon me and opened a lot of doors and not only that it lashed on to me for such a long time and i went through a uh, pornography addiction all the way to like high school and going into college but then like right before i got saved or like way before i got saved i just like came to realization like this stuff is nasty like why am i even looking at this stuff and during that time too it was like it was big because um during my abuse as well feeling lonely i only found satisfaction through that but the crazy thing is that i had significant others as i was dating other you know i had relationships but i was still peeping at it in relationships and i didn't know why like it was just something that kept drawing me into to watching it and it was getting bad um it was getting tied into with me even performing the deed or the act with myself and it was just bad, like, from a very young age, I think, um, like, a very young age, and then I had, um, you know, lost my card at a very young age, um, at 14, and so, yeah, like, it's, like I said, this is going to be a very open, vulnerable episode, so I just want to let you know that um, I've came openly with this to my parents and told them about it, even my pastor about it, what I've experienced as well, the trauma with it and how I felt like it was taking over my life and how much it was beating me and it felt like I'd had no control over anything and how much it made me feel disgusted and uh, how the spirit of perverted um, lust of images and everything, um, how wicked it is and how evil it is. <clears throat> like it truly like beat me up. I just feel like I was going through a battle every day. And I think the last time um, that it was a big battle that I literally broke down and cried. Like I cried my eyes out because I feel like I had nothing going on for myself. And then I remember when I got saved, I remember it just cut off completely. But the temptation is still there. Like the temptation still tries to come back. The enemy still tried to use it on me. And there's, um, I've been, I want to say harassed, but there's been times where women, will come up to me and say some things to me and it's like wow like the enemy is using using you know my actual person to come up to me and speak these things to me and try to get me off track and so it would get me to the point where i'm like i really have to pray all this off and talk to god about it and not only that that this you know pornography um opening or portal has been open through my whole family and and I don't know about what, I, what my brothers went through or anything, but it seems like it fell upon me because my dad actually told me that he experienced the exact same thing. So it was like, you know, a generational curse that is finally breaking with me. And it has been a battle 
but God has been faithful and it's been making me work on it. I've gained control over it and everything. Like I could try, I can control my lust. I know what I want, but it's the fact that the temptation comes. And let me say this, temptation is not a sin. It's just the fact that we, if you play on your temptation and play out on it and do it, that's when the sin plays in. Because if you think about it, after Jesus got baptized with the Holy Spirit and with water by John, they said the Spirit led him to the desert and he was tempted by, you know, Satan. But Jesus never sinned. So temptation is not a sin. It's just the fact that we play out in our temptation and our own desires what causes us to sin. And we don't even realize that when that sin happens, it's such a, a practice thing that we always do. It becomes habitual, meaning that it feels normal. And me, it was getting to the point where I was feeling no, normal during my young ages of, you know, middle school and high school and then it finally coming to realization that this stuff is so nasty and perverted like i've honestly like let me tell you guys right now i i want to say i beat myself up about it but i do because i wish i saved myself for my wife because i want my wife to experience my full potential not more you know what i mean like experience um only me like literally only myself for her and so I, that kind of gets to me. But that's the one thing that really has been on my heart because I'm like, man, God, like I don't I control my lust. I know what I need to do and I lean on you. But why is it so much like this trying to get to me? Like and it even says in the word that the enemy will try to tempt you. But if you rebuke him, you'll flee. And so that's kind of the one of the biggest thing that has been on me is that like, man, I had to constantly be in prayer. I had to constantly see God. And that's why I like to be in his presence so much and dwell with him because like I said, it feels so peaceful, which it is, but it allows me to be in a spot of knowing that I could constantly be vigilant in my state and know what's going to happen. And I know this is a big topic and there's not a lot of people that talk about this and are open up with this. And I want to be the first to be open up with it and literally share with you guys, like, this is what I've been struggling with, um, or have struggled with. And it is one thing that's been tempting me a lot and I'd be fighting it all day, every day. And it's just the fact that it started at a young age, but I know the enemy knows that I'm, I'm breaking it and that it's not going to get to me no more. And the fact that my lust don't control me, like it literally doesn't control me, but it's the fact that the temptation tries to get to me. And that's what makes me so mad because it's like how weak of a move that it has to be for you to tempt somebody in their what bothered like their weakest point that you have to manipulate them or you have to use a tactic to use a, a weak point in their life to try to get to them which like pisses me off even more and that's why i'm like god like man if if, if only i had the chance to put the hands on you know the enemy like i really would because it's that that gets to me because i'm like there's people out there that are struggling with this type of stuff or just struggle with anything like any type of sin or any type of problem and you will use that to bring up back or use that past to bring up back to them in their new self in Christ and try to tempt them with that. I'm like, that's such a weak move. Like, one, you have to be like that, like, love, you know, of that thing and just use the past on somebody. And that's so weak. And that's why God is so great because God would never do that. God loves us so much and He's faithful and His grace is so great and that he ne He's never mad at us. He may, you know, like, he knows that because he sees the beginning from the end. So God knows that there's things that we need to work on and he's going to continue to let us work on it. But man, like temptation and lust is literally done with everything in our life. Like it, it could be literally anything. But 
I want to get down to scripture about this stuff because um, it's going to tie in with a lot of things. Like it's so, it's been in the biblical word for so long too. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 22. So like, one of the biggest things in, um, and like this culture and a lot of people don't speak upon it and everybody thinks it's normal and it's not normal. And that's why I'm so big on like helping the kids and letting God just minister through me to help the kids because it's so wrong and perverted and in the perversion of the actual spirit of incubus and succubus to move through uh, social media, movies, music, or anything just to get to an individual makes me mad because I rebuke that in the name of Jesus for you will not put your hands on these kids of God and I close up all doors and portals in the name of Jesus, and I bind up every incubus, succubus spirits, and I cast them into the pits of hell. Even Jezebel, Delilah, marine spirits, I bind those open and cast them in the pits of hell too in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke those, every single spirit, and I plead the blood of Jesus over this, the person who is listening to this because, man, you can hear it in my voice how mad it makes me, like, it gets to me because it's something that young, innocent Cardin had to deal with, and it wasn't, like, it wasn't my fault. Because I just happened to come across it. Yeah, I know I shouldn't have like whispered snooping around, but it wasn't my fault. And I want you to know that it wasn't your fault either that you got exposed to this or the generation curse was laid upon you. It's not your fault. I don't want you beating yourself up. And you may be going through the struggle right now of like, man, why is this not working? Like I'm doing everything I can, but we honestly have to submit everything to God. And speak about it to him. Like, I literally had to tell God, like, man, God, I had to go, I had to really go find the roots. Like, I had to go deep with this. And the one thing that had to get to me was watching Mike Todd's sermon, Mending Men, like, Men Mending. Like, that really had to get to me because it talks about going to root basis of trauma, abuse, and just even his uh, pornography sermon. Like, those things really will bring out, if you listen to it how the root issue started. And for me, it was because I was young individual, generation curses as well, you know, being curious and um, trauma that allowed me to be open up to that thing and then latched on. And so that thing happens. But when you speak upon it and let individuals know and know that they're praying for you, it breaks, it honestly breaks, I'm telling you. So that's why I'm so big on it because there's so much individuals who are young who are innocent and it's not their fault. Like the, like I said earlier, like the, I'm so sorry that this world does this to you because it's the enemy. The enemy knows how much God could give you in their eternal life. He wants to get to you, but he wants to blind you so much by the truth that he would literally show you. Um, we're going to get deep into this, but same-sex marriages, um, the LGBTQ, whatever, ABCD, some, I don't know, but like that type of stuff and pushing it onto kids at such a young age or just in general like it's perverted it's perversion and it was wrong so if you look at so uh, Sodom and Gomorrah they would perform these acts too and that's why God brought brimstone on them because they were doing this type of sin and it's wrong it literally is wrong so I got the word in front of me you already know I got the word in front of me because we're about to go crazy but um yeah so Luke chapter 2 22 my fault verses 40 and as well 46 so let's read verse 40 and when he was at the place he said unto them pray that ye not 
enter not into temptation. So this is when Jesus was going to go pray in the garden and tell God, like, look, this was going on. And he told the disciples, pray not so the temptation will not fall on you. Because I don't know if you, if you read this chapter, the disciples were with him and Jesus was there for like three hours and they kept falling asleep during their prayers. And God was like, I'm telling you, pray, pray that you don't fall into temptation because the enemy will come and tempt you to fall asleep. And so if you look at verse 46, it says, and he said unto them, why you sleep? Why sleep ye? Right, uh, rise and pray. Let's enter into temptation. Let me restart that over. My fault. And he said unto them, why you sleep ye? Rise and pray. Lest ye enter into temptation. Literally, they were falling temptation of slumber. They were sleeping. They were literally get into the phase of falling asleep. So they, God is telling us right now that we have to pray consistently to not fall in temptation. Temptation will come and it will also like get you at random spots of your of your day and it'll literally linger it will li linger till you pray but having faith in god and knowing that who he is and who jesus is it's the reason why we have to lean on them because we cannot um get any into it and if you look at the part where joseph was when he was in potiphar's house and his wife kept tempting him and lily says that joseph fled like that's what we have to do we have to flee from temptation and it it's the truth because imagine if that you didn't flee you that's why you constantly sin because you're like um why am i always falling to this why am i getting to this type of um like position because you are not fleeing and leaning on god and we have to like we literally had to and so we're gonna get into why uh like he had to leave because she was seducing him every single day, like every single day that he had to flee. And that's what God calls us to do. We have to flee. We have to flee. Like we literally have to flee. We have to run, like do the dash, become Usain Bolt and run, run your fastest 40, do anything, run, scream, um, cry out to God, like drop to your knees and cry out to God. And we had to, because we literally had to leave. And it's, one thing that's going to latch onto you if you don't, like, I'm trying to pull up um, what what happens and stuff. I'm trying to find the chapter. Um, don't, no, 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 Okay, it's right here. I'm trying to find the exact verse. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was constantly. Oh, it says right here, Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. And this is in Genesis 39, chapter, uh, chapter 39, verse 7. She demanded, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Adulteress and even fornicating, it's wrong in the eyes of God. And falling out into that temptation and sin of your lust will, like I said, it's a sin against God, but... Joseph literally had to tell her, like, not only that it's bad to my ma or to my master that I'm serving, but it's bad to God. And we have to look at that that way, that it's a constant battle with God, that it's a, literally attack on you and attack on God, because it's going through a way that you have to lean on God. And if you don't, it's going to get to you. So if we read 
verse seven, or verse 10, it says, She kept uh, putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her, and he kept her out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around. When he went in to do his work, she came and grabbed him by his cloak and demanded it. Come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. So he fled. But we have to be careful. Look, imagine if Joseph didn't even go into that position of even doing his work, though. Imagine if Joseph, knowing that nobody was home, besides her and he still went in there like we cannot set ourselves up into the spot of letting temptation and sin or, or lust to fall upon us and if you are in a situation that you get that you have to flee like imagine if joseph just waited a little bit longer till potiphar came back and then went inside like that would never happen but joseph literally left his cloak behind that man ran out his boots he ran out his socks everything he ran out his whole clothes because he was not going to sin against God or do anything against Potiphar because Potiphar trusted him this much. And that's the same thing we got to realize that God trusts us this much. And there's people out there that trust us this much. And we cannot sin against God. And this is how I see it, especially when we're searching for an individual in our life, like a wife or a husband. God cannot bring that person to you. This is my what I'm thinking. And it's possibly right, too. God has to be able to trust us with a significant other. So when he cannot, when you're not be able to trust it with yourself and perform lustful ideas, how is he going to trust you with that individual if he knows that you're going to lust over them? And that's kind of the thing, like, we cannot be falling into that type of area. I mean, it's going to ruin us. It's going to eat us. It, and it devours us. Like, pornography, I don't know if you all know, but if you watch pornography and how wicked it is, it literally creates neural pathways to your brain and it creates a habit a bad habit that your brain starts to function off and starts using it and it eats your brain literally consumes your brain until you break that habit and you have to replace the habit it takes months like it takes months to break this habit like the first two weeks you're gonna go back to you're gonna feel the temptation like you're gonna feel it like the desire to go watch it everything and then like month or six weeks after that that's when your brain starts clearing out the neural pathways of what you just created and then going into like three months you're still going to feel it a little bit but it's not as big that's when your brain starts to clear up and be like man okay i don't i haven't consumed any of that and that's good because it's so wicked and evil because it creates doors that after like six months that's when your brain goes back to normal like it takes that long for your brain to realize like man i just really went through that traumatic experience with lust and pornography or just in general with your temptation so that's the biggest thing so if you look back in luke 20 chapter 22 we literally have to pray to god pray that we don't fall in temptation and that's in before the temptation during the temptation and i don't even want to say after because you shouldn't even be getting to after temptation like literally you should gotta pray consistently to not fall into that spot and sin uh let's hop into book of james like, I love the book of James, but we cannot get into the spot of that. And what I'm telling you guys right now is something that I'm walking through and something that I am did walk through. Like, I'm literally going through constant things. And if you're not, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Like, I really am happy for you. But it's there's so many individuals that go through this because of what we were exposed to and as well our own desires. And that comes with switching our mindset, renewing our mindset and following and leaning on god like i'm telling y'all i used to like sometimes when i was um in high school 
I'll watch, watch clips and videos just to watch it. Like I literally just, I had to watch it. And it was nothing even like there. Like it was just, I had to. And that's when the, the spirits of Incubus and Succubus, they, they force you to watch it so they can feed off it and just gain strength off of it. And your flesh too, because your flesh desires that. So you literally have to cut it off, kill your flesh by fasting and prayer and submitting to God. That's the biggest thing we have to do. And uh, just constantly lean on God and just know that no God's going to be there. He's not going to let you fall in temptation. And he's going to deliver you. That's why it says in God's prayer that do not, do not, what is it? Do not lead us to temptation, temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Because temptation, God cannot lead us to temptation. It has to be from the evil one. That's what we ask to be delivered from the evil one. Because temptation, don't lead us into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. Like it goes deep. Like you really have to see this. Man, thank you, Holy Spirit. Speak it. God is speaking right now. Feel it. So the book of James, right here. Book of James, chapter 1, uh, verse 12 through 13, uh, 15. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised them that are loved him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt any, or tempt he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has convinced, it brings forth sin, and sin is when it's finished, and bringeth forth death. You hear that? Falling into your temptation and falling into sin will lead to death. And not even like overall to the afterlife, but it literally, you cause sin to yourself, like your own body. It causes sin to your own body. And it's wrong. And it says, literally, chapter 12, blesses the man that endures temptation. When you endure it, meaning if you push through and fight through it and fight constantly and lean on God on it, that you're crowned, you receive a crown of life because you are pushing towards the deeds of God. You're pushing up the desires of God and letting him take control over what you are struggling with. And it says, let no man say in chapter or in verse 13, let no man say when it's tempted and I am tempted of God for God does not, God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt he at any man. So why would God be tempting you if he can be tempted? Like, I want you to just, it's a rhetorical question. I want you to think about that. So you being tempted is not from God. It's strictly from your flesh and from the, the evil one. It's literally from the enemy. You're going to have to kill your flesh, like I said, and lean on God. Pray to God. Like we, we said in Luke chapter 22, you have to pray to God about this. Got to be open with it. And God's not going to judge you. God's going to help you. God's, gonna, God's already working in your heart. Like God is sensing like, okay, son and daughter, I know that you struggle with this. But I want you to come with me. Come to me clean, knowing that you are struggling with it. Because I know you struggle with it. I want you to come clean to me, saying that you are. And let me take full uh, full possession of it. And let me work on it through you. And it's going to take time, but I need you to trust me. And but every, and it says in verse 14 in James, But every man is tempted when he's drawn away from his own lust and enticed. Meaning, will you, everyone's going to be tempted. But it create, it's, all, it's created from our own desires. So what are you desiring is creating your own lust and your own temptation. And we have to lean on God as well. You got to change your desires. You got to ask the Holy Spirit. You have to pray, Holy Spirit, please cleanse me, which you already have done. But remove my desires and let me be filled with your desires and your righteousness. That you renew my mind, my heart, my eyes and my ears. You take control over it because I surrender it to you. 
So anything that's not glorifying you, remove it. And you have to pray that. And you have to tell God, look, God, I'm being tempted. I need help. I need help. And God's going to give you a way out. God's going to give you a way out. And if you go look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 12 through 13, it also says right here, I get there real quick. It says, wherefore, let man have think, thinketh he stand. Oh, gosh. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There are no temptation taken you, but such as come to man. But God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But you will, but will with temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So it's saying that if you think you're good after you feel like you're you're fine, don't get big headed. Stay vigilant because regardless, even though I'm mad, like how big and how strong you think you are, your temptation will come back. And that's literally what it's saying. And then on verse 13, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as come to men. Every person deals with this. So don't feel alone. Don't feel like there's something wrong with you. This has been through literally timeline of timeline. Even in history, it was shown in biblical form that it was there too. It's been carrying out through generations, through generations. That's why generation curses p play a big part in people's lives because they don't realize they have generation curses. And this is probably what's been going on with you, maybe, that you have a generation curse and you have to realize and as well break the roots of what your traumas and where you were exposed to it and tell God about it and give it to him. But when you're going to take, it says when also when you're tempted, but look, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, meaning that when you are tempted, God would not let it be in front of you, knowing that you cannot take it. I mean, you can't take it, and it's not going to be too much. But if you got to rebuke it and lean on God, God does not tempt you. God will put you a test in front of you. God will, God will put a test in front of you, literally. Like, if you're trying to overcome this, God will put a test in front of you. Be like, okay, say that you're, you're, you got it. Let me see. I'm going to put a test in front of you. And then that test is going to be like, Yo, like, what do I do? But God knows you know what to do, and you know what to do. You have to lean on God as well. Pray this away and fast. Like, those are the biggest things I can say. Lean on God, pray, and fast. And I'm telling you, repeat this consistently. Renew your mind on the Word of God and His desires and what honors Him. Things will start to change, but it takes time. Don't think it's going to happen overnight like that. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Because if it, if it did, then everybody would be doing it, but not everybody's doing it. And that's why everybody falls in the same sin and falls in the same spot because it is not easy. But consistently having faith in God and trust in who he is and the love that he gives, you will overcome it. And also says that in the end of the chapter or end of the verse 13, but with temptation to also make you a way to escape that you'll be able to bear it. Meaning God will give you a way out when it is too much, when it is way too much, God Father, I pray to you. I get on my, you got to get on your knees. Father God, I pray to you. I'm being tempted right now, Lord, that please give me a way out for you don't tempt me, Lord. I'm not a slave to lustful thoughts. I'm not a slave to lustful mind or ideas, Lord. Give me a way out, please. God be like, okay, go grab the word. Go do some push-ups. Go leave that room. Literally flee. Get up. Go wash your face. Go get a drink of water. Go talk to your parents. Do something. Something to distract you from that and walk away from that. God will give you a way out every single time. Literally every single time. And everything I'm saying to you is things that I've done and am doing. So I don't fall back into that. Like, like literally, literally. And it's, it's different. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is different. This episode is different in general. Like this is a very strong topic. 
vulnerable topic that needs to be speak upon. And man, I hope you I hope you are listening because this is good. Like God's been speaking to me on this for a while. We had to take a break from the questions, which we're gonna pick up again. But man, literally, you had to step away from lust and renew your eyes and your mind and surrender to God. Let's go hop into Matthew. Because Matthew, man, God was, like I said, God was giving me a lot of scriptures to read from. And so, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. i just like to tell you guys what, you know, where I'm going. Just in case you want to go see it too, or read it yourself. But it says right here, the big chapter. <laughs> 41. Watch and pray that ye enter not temptation. The spirit is indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Meaning... You have, like I said, you have to watch and pray. You have to pray, lean on God. Your spirit is strong. Your spirit is strong and it knows, but your flesh is so weak in the times of prayer. That's why I bet if you really sit still and read your word and pray, you probably feel yourself shaking a little bit or the bed, like anything you're on starts to shake a little bit because your flesh is trembling because your spirit is getting stronger and is relying on God and is getting that power. But if you reverse it, and you don't do nothing about this, your flesh is going to start to get stronger and you're going to start feeling like, man, I have nothing, no idea what to do. But God keeps it right in front of you in your word, in his word, to lean on me, pray to me, give it to me. I'll give you a way out. And that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. And if you're going through this, like, man, I'm praying for you. Like, I'm praying on your behalf because I know you got this. I know you're tired of it. I know it's disgusting, it's perverted, it's wrong because you don't, it's not normal. Look at that pixelated boxes of individuals who are acting on things or just perverted images. Like, that is not normal. That's literally incubus spirits and succubus spirits, spirit of lust. And I call those out now in the name of Jesus. And I send those wicked, evil spirits, ugly spirits who got one eye and probably missing teeth, the pits of hell. Like, man, I just, God. Man, see, the spirit's coming out because this is getting strong. But literally, we have to be strong. Let God move. We can't fall into this. We can't. We cannot. We cannot let temptation get to us. And it, like I said, it's common to man. And that's what the word says in First Corinthians. It's common to man, meaning that we are struggling with, like I said, it's everyone is going through it everywhere around the world is going through it so you're not alone your parents would do it your grandparents went through it your great-great-parents went through it. your great-great-great-parents went through it your great-great-great like keep going they went through it everybody's going to go through it but it could end with you that's what i'm saying it could all end with you and it's gonna take time but you could do it i'm telling you you could do it and i know it's hard it could be hard like it really can be but like i said i know you got it and it's going to end with you. And man, God is choosing you. Think about that. God is choosing you to, to end it all. That you're going to be the light in your family. The light around your friends. And the individual he wants you to be because you're simply choosing to obey. I just want to say I'm proud of you and God's proud of you. Man, that's amazing. Um, we're also going to look at 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 8 through 9. We got a lot of, you know, telling you God was speaking to me. And I had to pull these up because it's what's needed chapter chapter 5 verse 8 through 9 okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it says be sober be vigilant because your adversity the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour 
who resist steadfast in faith, knowing that the same affections are accomplished in their brethren that are in the world. Meaning you got to be vigilant, like I said, be vigilant, be open. You got to stay sober-minded. You have to be a Bible thumper rooted in your word. And you have to be a prayer person. Like you really have to speak to God about all this. Because if you stay vigilant and you stay on top of guard of everything, knowing when the enemy's going to move, you will know when that temptation is coming and what triggers that. And that's what I also want to say too is that you got to be careful, not careful, but you have to realign your order of your steps. People used to say, don't be predictable. That's what I'm telling you too. Even though it may be easy, but you cannot get in the same steps of what you're doing. So if that's saying like laying, lay, laying in bed late night, you scroll on your phone and you know that something's going to pop up. Bro, just go to bed. Like, literally go to bed. You wake up in the morning, complain about you not getting enough sleep, just get off your phone, bro. Go to bed. It'll be there in the morning. If you're bored, if you're sitting by yourself, you got too much time on your hand, go on a walk. That's literally what I did today. Went on a walk. It was the best thing, too. Get some fresh air, speak to God. Like, get out, do something. Don't be sitting on your phone and scrolling, because that's where the times of the enemy will literally just, like a lion, roaring, coming to get you, coming to devour you. And it says in verse 9 that literally it's your brothers and you know, your, everyone in Christ. It's, it's gone through this. It's going through it. If they can get through it, you can get through it too. Like, I know it's like I said, I can't get it over. I can't. I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I have to say it. Is that you will get through it. I know it's hard. It's going to take time. But I believe in you. God knows your heart and sees your attentions with them. And... The reason why the enemy is trying to get to you because it's trying to throw you off your tracks of how much growth you're making. And I'm telling y'all, do not fall into the the easy way out of falling into it. Like the enemy is going to try to talk to you and times of temptation and be like, look, I'm already tempting you. It's wrong already. Just go ahead and do it. Don't do it. Temptation is not a sin, but playing out on your temptation and actually working on it and doing it is a sin. So once you start playing with it, Man, following into it, the enemy be like, look, oops, you already did it. You might as well continue. No, there's always a way out and it's never too late. Turn away. Repent, turn away and believe on God, trust on God. But that is why this was on my chest because it was so big. Like, it was a struggle for me. I'm telling you, it took me so much time to realize. And it took me in that process of, of healing in that season when I told y'all when I had that healing stage was not only because of, you know, what was going on with my mom and my trauma, but I had to really fix some deep roots. I really had to mend with my problems and sit with myself and tell myself what happened. Why did I go through this? Why did you feel like it was your fault? Hmm? Why did you go through all of this? But it wasn't my fault. The enemy was already trying to get to me through generation curses as well just to get through me through open doors. Like, there's so much more for you out there. Then sit on your phone and um, playing around and watching stuff. Like, no, that is not worth it, dude. I'm telling you, it's stopping you from meeting your significant other. Your wife, your husband is waiting out there for you. But you cannot, since you cannot get in the way of controlling your lust and your temptation, that God is waiting for you to finally realize, okay, it's, it's enough is enough. And when it's enough and you feel like it's ready, I will bring you your significant other. Like me, I'm choosing, I'm choosing to um, wait. Like I want to wait for my significant other because I want to work on these things completely. And it's not fair for me to bring my problems, my like little my problems in a, a relationship that I know that's going to edify God and bring him glory. And 
it's just also come with a spiritual maturity that you got to realize like, man, we are not getting younger. And anytime soon, God's going to be coming back. Jesus is going to be coming back. And it's going to be too late. Like, like I said, believing on Jesus, having faith on Jesus is what saves you. But God has so much in store for you when you realize that your obedience can take you so much more to new, to new heights and to walk with Christ. Like, I can't wait to share more about my point of view on relationships and everything and ungodly men status or godly man like prv 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 like and then i can't wait to hear the oneness because i'm telling you i'm bringing somebody in that who has who has wisdom who has hears from god and who knows what they're talking about because they as well has spoken to individuals at the church and talked to them so i can't wait but Yes, this was the episode. I know it was a lot. I know it was like deep, but it's needed because somebody needs to call it out. I'm here to call it out and tell you that what you're going through is what I've gone through and as well as going to be fighting through because temptation does not stop. But once you get older, you start to pick these things out and you realize like, man, this is not from God. It's not. So I'm here with you. I'm praying for you. And Man, I love you. God loves you. God's not mad at you. Just know that. Just repent. God's not mad at you. God still loves you. And sees you perfectly as he still does. And everything's going to get better. I promise you. It really is. So before we wrap up this podcast, because it was a lot, and I'm going to start slowing and closing it up, but I want to pray for you before we end it. So if you can, close your eyes and bow your head. Do not be doing it while you're driving or, you know, busy with doing something. Just literally, you know, if you can, just sit still and just be quiet. Try to block out the noise. Let's do this. Let God speak. Father God, I just pray over this individual right here. That you give them the strength and the power. And let your strength flow through them. That they can overcome the temptation and lust that they are going against, Father. And that the bondage and the change of pornography and lust breaks now in the name of Jesus. I bond it up and cast it to the pits of hell. Every battle of the mind, everything that's flowing through the mind, every thought of the mind, Lord, that is not from you, I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus, Father God, and I cast it to the pits of hell. Lord, I know you're our glory. You are merciful. You're the king of kings, Lord of lords, and your power flow when we call upon you. Because it says that if we draw near to you, you draw near back to us, Lord. So when we draw near to you and seeking your guidance, you will give it when asked. For it says, ask anything in my name. And we're asking in Jesus' name, Lord, that you will guide us and give us the strength to overcome this, Lord. That we know that you're not mad at us, that you love us. For what you did on the cross canceled out every sin, broke every bondage. And the enemy is so weak that he has to move these past images into us, Father God. But you already won. You conquered. You are our champion, Father God. And we're seated in heavenly places with you, Father, that we believe on you and the things you're going to do, Father God. I know you're going to move, Father God. Free the king and key the Lord of Lords, and you will greatly touch every single individual that's here in this fucking God. Lord, I just pray that you keep going, Father. Keep touching this individual. And Lord, I just say thank you for this individual and the love that you bring. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Man, this was... <laughs> I don't even know, like, the spirit was flowing, and this is going to be a great thing for this starting the podcast where we're going to be going. I just want to say thank you all, and I love you guys, and I'll see you guys on Monday for the next episode. See ya!